You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So, again, I think I've said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshun Ojo, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Oshun. So glad to have you back with us. As I'm officially changing the listeners' names out there, they've been truth seekers for, uh, we've been on this line for about six, seven years now, and today is the official transformation of the listeners' names to intellectual outcasts, because I think all of you as my queens of intellect members, such as yourself, and all of our listeners are people who are trying to get away from the fray and no group think over here. We basically get to it, ask questions people are afraid to have, and you definitely are an intellectual outcast, and I love following you on social media. Thank you, Queen, for being with me. If you will, say hello to the truth seekers and uh, give them a little bit of your background before we introduce our guest. Greetings. Good morning. That, that was a, an awesome introduction. I, I do think of myself as an intellectual outcast as well, most most certainly. Um, thank you for having me. Once again, I really appreciate it. So happy to be here, and, and big ups to you for providing this platform that is um, really amongst the top platforms that, I'm, that I've am that i had the pleasure of listening to, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, no, my name I'm is Oshun Ojo. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm my name is... Paul. Go ahead. Finish again. Go ahead, get, let them know who you are. Let them know who you are. I'm sorry, Queen. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my name is Oshun Ojo. Um, I am a techie. I'm a mother. I'm a wife, a uh, lifelong community activist. Um, and I love black people. I'm really excited about this show. I'm really excited about um, learning more about black economics and really talking about um, the topic that Montoya has at hand today. Right, absolutely. We'll let the cat out the bag today's discussion question, black businesses, professional or not, if you are a first-time listener, again, I go by Montoya, a.k.a. Black Socrates. The idea is to take, this, in a sense, the Socratic method by asking a bunch of questions, hoping we can find some answers or get some seeds that can help us in our own lives. So I definitely, if you know any entrepreneurs out there, I definitely want you to share this show. 
because I have a couple of esteemed guests on this morning. I'm going to start with the Queen, Lisa Dudley. She is a returning guest uh, to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Hello, Queen. How are you doing this morning? Hi. Good morning, family. How are you? Thank you so so much, Montoya, for asking me to come on this giving back to the black people. But my name is Lisa Dudley. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mom. I'm a lover of the continent and travel, and I'm a lover of my people and business. No, absolutely. And speaking of people in business, um, I know you specialize in business credit, and you are the owner of Business Academy, if you will. So highlight that because, again, I think it properly applies to this morning's discussion. So if you will, highlight what you're doing with that before we introduce our last guest. Yes. So I am the proud team leader of BizNest Academy. And what we do in the academy is we help entrepreneurs and business owners build credible business credit so they can access the cash needed to grow and scale their business so they don't have to continue to run it like a mom and pop business. That's what I do. Does it very well. Um, I definitely know people personally that she's um, helped, and they love her. I love her. So thank you again, Lisa, for being a part of this show. And our last guest doesn't really need an introduction, not because he's been on the show a bunch of times, but if you follow me and run with me in the uh, Atlanta area, you know I'm a frequent visitor to this brother's shop, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore, Kazembe, Ajamu. King, thank you so much for being with us. I know I only got you for maybe the first hour, so glad to get what time we can get from you. But if you will, King, introduce yourself. And, um, you know, if you will, speak briefly to, your, you know, your background in reference to this morning's discussion question, black businesses, professional or not. Well, I want to thank you for uh, having me uh, come on this show, and, and particularly for this this topic. And the sister that's going to talk about developing business credit, that is um, an awesome piece of, of just growing and scaling as a business owner. So, yes, my name is Kazem Dejamo, um, owner of Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore uh, in Latonia, Georgia. And we're just past our fifth year this past January and, and continuing to grow. I, I love it. Uh, thank you again, King, for the time that you're giving to us. We're going to start with our Queen of Intellect member, and for those who don't know, um, my idea with the Queens of Intellect is a cadre of amazing sisters that keep me in check on this show. I never want to do one of these shows without the viewpoint of our sisters, if you will, no matter what our topics are. We do specialize in hard conversations and necessary conversations on race, sex, culture, and business in the African-American community. So, Queen, you know how we start this thing, which is very simple, and I'll ask this of both the guests as well before we go to our first break. It's just when you heard the question worded the way that it was worded, what was your initial thought? Don't go into the second and third talk. That's for after the break. But just your initial thought, even if it's something, you know, you don't think the public or the intellectual outcast out there listening would want to hear. But what was your first initial thought, um, Oshun? Um, my initial thought was to become defensive. I'm very defensive about this topic of professionalism with black businesses. So, no, I love it. I love it. Uh, Lisa, we'll go with you as well, Queen. Um, again, you know, you're in this arena at all times, but when you say, hey, I, I said, hey, I'm dubbing you to help me with this show. I called you, and you was like, I'm available. Which, you know, you, as you said, you are a world traveler, so I have to catch you in the country from time to time. But with that said, uh, what was your first initial thought when you heard it worded, black business is professional or not? 
Well, first I'd just like to say I thought this would be a great, great um, topic because I just got back from Tulsa, Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, a.k.a. Black Wall Street. And uh, we need this conversation. We really need it. Um, we need to do better. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get into this mobile thoughts right after this. Yeah, we just do an initial stop before the break, and then we'll get deeper into it. Kazimde, uh, same thing for you, King. First initial thought, um, again, I know you're kind of taking a little p- part out your day, so I, I can't appreciate you more for, you know, knowing that you're busy and trying to, you know, handle this topic, and you thought it was a need to be on this topic. So what was the thought that said, you know what, let me make sure I get on this topic? What was that thought, if you will, and then we're going to go to break? Well, to begin with, once you told me the topic, topic, I did have other plans, and I really tried to move my schedule around to make sure that um, I'm on this show because this is this is a discussion that has to be had. Um, there's really no ifs ands or buts around it. We we must delve into this and and grow from it, learn from it, um, receive the information that's coming forth. So thank you for. Uh, on this discussion. All right, let's do it. We're going to go to break. Um, again, if you're a first-time listener, I go by the name Black Soccer T. So uh, y'all don't be mad at me if I'm devil's advocate today because we're going to push the envelope on this question. Uh, we've dealt, again, we do race, sex, culture, and business all the time. We've dealt with different various versions of this show, probably even the specific show a few years ago. Um, but I told Kazemde personally, I said, I want to go some places. Uh, for those who know, I'm a longtime advocate of pushing to buy black. Um, I even have a hashtag, buy black, it's revolutionary. So as a long-time advocate, um, I've just ran into some situations where I was like, you know, I haven't been as um, – I've been a little disappointed, and and I, and I and I always say the luxury of being in Atlanta is I can go to businesses like a Kazim Days Black Dot Coach and, and see all the, all the things that go against some of the stigmas that are associated with uh, business in our community, and 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 so I'm always advocating. And again, I've ran into some areas where I've been disappointed, and I just wanted to have a candid conversations with my friends. And hopefully y'all can take part in this. We're going to go to break. Uh, we will open up the phone lines coming out of the break, and we're going to just have an honest conversation. And, and hopefully, uh, as Kazimde said, hopefully people catch seeds where they can improve. And, again, share with the entrepreneurs who need to hear this, because um, if you're not in the business credit area and don't understand that, you're really fighting a hard fight, and we want to help you get past that. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Do you need marketing designed specifically to compete in today's digital age? Well, look no further than Emoreg Digital Business Solutions, a marketing agency that's well-equipped to provide solutions to the challenges faced by businesses looking to acquire and retain customers in today's ultra-competitive marketing world. Whether it's video creation, website or logo design, 
mobile app development, social media and email marketing, or e-commerce design and development, Emores Digital Business Solutions has the answer. Visit them at EmoresDBS.com. That's E-M-O-R-E-J-D-B-S.com. Or call 864-221-3632. That's 864-221-3632. Emores Digital Business Solutions. We're the solution to your marketing challenges. Highly recommend Emorage Digital Business Solutions, especially for a topic like today that could definitely help you if you have any areas of concern when it comes to being a black business uh, professional or not. That's this morning's discussion question. Again, I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshun Ojo, uh, special guest Lisa Dudley, as well as Kazimde uh, Ajamu. I'm sorry. And with that said, let's start with you, Ojo. Uh, uh, Osho, I'm sorry, Oshun, where you said, um, hey, my first thought was to get defensive. Let's explore um, uh, the, the feelings behind that, if you will, Queen. Let's start there. Yeah, um, I get very defensive about this, even, even though I know there is a legitimate um, cause for concern in some instances. But I really feel like, um, as a whole, Black people tend to be extremely hard on black business owners, and um, they don't give that same smoke to, you know, big box places and um, other white-owned businesses. And, in fact, we go to places where we get followed around, you know, they'll say, oh, black, black, black businesses aren't professional. But we, you know, patron places like um, Asian-owned hair stores where we get followed around and have the police called on us. I've, I I, I steer clear of Walmart because of the sheer number of horrible experiences that I've had there, and even their business model as far as the way they treat customers is deplorable. But but they have billions of dollars, and we still we still keep going there. So that's why I get defensive because I feel like people hold black businesses to a standard that they don't hold other um, uh, business owners to. No, I love it. And we've delved into that plenty of times. And, again, I'm going to push the envelope on this a little further, and again, as you said, you know there's a cause for concern, and that's where I really want to go, not just to say that things are wrong. When I say I want to go to the cause of concern, uh, but I always say uh, the truth rarely lives on the edges, or, or you know, and we have all these discussions today, you know, to a degree in the extremes where the truth and reality is somewhat in the middle, and so um, I, I, you can find me on many of shows, kind of pushing and advocating for our businesses the exact same way with the same feeling that you're talking about, Oshun, and where I, I, the nuance I want to go today is to challenge it from this standpoint. Um, I, the examples you gave, they are absolutely true. I've said plenty of times, you, McDonald's are giving you cold fries, but it doesn't stop you from going to McDonald's. And again, like you said, because we do have this unfair standard, if you will, I think that is very true. My however is this, um, when I think about my most extreme examples, the reality is, for the most part, um, most businesses where you are willing to return, they've built up some level of trust to where when they fail you here or there, if you will, um, it doesn't cause you not to go back. And uh, absolutely, where, like you said, when you talk about the aging hair, you know, hair places running us, you know, chasing us around and things of that nature, we know that those extreme cases get highlighted. And it's not, and it's in, and the said that all, only that those are only the few examples. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is. If we get away from the extreme cases um, and I make an honest assessment, what happens in my normal 
day-to-day business. You typically just want to do business and not have it. And so as long as businesses are not, in a sense, having a business, it'll be a pleasant thing. And you don't even think to go, hey, it was a great business. It just kind of gets normalized. And so where I wanted to get into this show, Black Business Professional or not, I feel like I'm seeing day-to-day stuff, not the extreme situations that are not always up to par. Lisa, I know, again, you were talking about your experience in Tulsa. If you want to further develop that, because I think it aptly applies to this morning's uh, discussion. Go ahead, Lisa. So I want to first say I love my people 1,000%. And I know a lot of black businesses who are killing the game and they're setting their structure up correctly. That being said, I think we just need to get away from always making excuses why we're not doing. I think in the time now with technology, we got Black Wall Street online with these young kids killing the game. I think we just have to do a better job with due diligence, with learning how to operate a business, the fundamentals involved, instead of focusing so much on the creativity, the business part. That being said, oftentimes I find that when we express how we need to do better, we get offended. I just think that if we are accountable and we work with one another and push each other to have better standards, we can do better, not always making an excuse, not saying there aren't excuses. But in this time right now, when you're a successful business owner and you structure your business correctly and you need funds to grow and scale, skin color doesn't matter. Structuring your business the right way and knowing how to play the game has nothing to do with skin color. My point of what I'm saying is that we can't keep making these excuses. Now, to go into visiting Tulsa, And mind you, I was so proud to visit Tulsa. I've been around the world. I'm just sharing this. But being in Tulsa in the history meant a lot to me. Some businesses were definitely operating currently on the trend. They were scaling. But we had some businesses that were passed down to grandkids that were poorly operated. And as you guys know, the history of Tulsa We were operating on scale. We worked together. We knew about financial literacy. We knew the the benefits of injecting money back in our businesses. But oftentimes, these small businesses, they'll take their money and buy a nice Mercedes and won't put back into the business to grow and to scale that business. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is, yes, there are disadvantages to being a black owner, but there are far more advantages and technologies and things that are available to us if we do the research instead of delve into starting an entity, maybe investing in education to learn how to be a business owner, run a business, accounting, the elements to make the business run effective and efficient. So all I'm saying is we have to do better. And I think oftentimes we can't make excuses. In this time and age, there's no shortage of money for businesses. I don't care if you're black, white, blue, gray. We just have to use the resources that are available to do better. We do. So, and, and, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen. So 
uh, to go back to my experience in Tulsa, there was a restaurant that we uh, visited that's been known for a long time. Well, apparently the grandkids own this restaurant, guys. There was no AC. It was very hot. The service was horrible. I patronized all of the businesses there because I like to inject my money in the black businesses, whether they're up to par or not. And I was especially going to do it in Tulsa. It meant a lot to me with the history. But there were some business owners that I talked to who were actually running their business like, I couldn't believe it was so. And then there were others that just weren't. And then I said to myself, why? You know, but there's a Mercedes outside. There's no AC in this business. It's, it, it, it just, we just have to do better because there's no excuse. We just do have to do better. And if you can't do better, maybe you need to slow down or, you know, um, change the structure of your business. But there's no excuse why we can't be competitive because there are black owners and entrepreneurs who are doing heck of good. They are. But oh, we say hella black. good on this show, um, Lisa. We don't, we, we are what, what I mean is that I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm being funny. You say heck of good. I said we say hella good on this show. We, we are politically Hella good, yes. Hella good. That are, and they're killing the game, guys. Not everybody that has a creative idea to just open a business or become an entrepreneur before they master the craft of learning some just principles of how business runs, not just getting an LLC, S Corp or C Corp and saying this is a business, but focusing more on the inside of a business. Who can I inject to run this business? Accounting, bookkeeping, marketing, things that are more important, maybe staying at home with your mom for a while while you get things up and started, not buying the Mercedes, not buying the fancy clothes, taking five years to focus and keep putting into your I think we need to do a better job, and it's no excuses. We have to be accountable, and this is what this makes us better. But making these excuses, uh, and I just think we have to do better. We really do. We even well, you didn't even let us make any excuses yet, Lisa, on this show. I'm just right. I know. You know I'm just saying of... it's what we always use, the color thing. There are yeah, I get disadvantages. You. I, get you. I, get you. I know I get so you. many people who are killing the game. They're living home with their mom, and they're making over seven figures. They don't drive a Mercedes, but they're putting in, and the business is rolling. It's doing well. No, we I love it. Let me jump over to Kazinda here if I could. Um, as a as a business owner, I think from what I understand, brother, um, you know, Black Dot wasn't in a sense your first stint with business, but it is one that um, the Lithonia community, which is a, I've, um, I've said this on the show before, which is literally a mini um, Black Wall Street, street here in the Georgia area. Um, if I recall correctly, I think about, I know at least 90% of the buildings owned on your street are, are owned by other African Americans, unless that's changed in the last couple of years ago. The last couple of years, so I know a few years ago, y'all were trying to get all the buildings on your street, uh, but your location is the staple, the center of that mini Black Wall Street. So when you hear Lisa give, you know, her thoughts, you know, knowing that she specializes in helping businesses scale with business credit, and I know you probably agree with a lot of she's saying, but you know, how does that hit with hit for you? Uh, being, a, again, five years standing with the Black Dot Culture Center. And I remember you started literally in the side of a restaurant on that same street, just in the corner of that restaurant. You bought the building next door, and now you are the center of 
many black Wall Street in Latonia. Your thoughts, Key? It, <clears throat> there's a lot to unpack uh, here because I see it on both sides of the equation. One, um, I'm a black consumer. Um, as you know, um, I started off selling T-shirts, Think Black T-shirts. Um, yep. The first line saying, support black businesses. Um, and I was vending and doing pop-ups before we, we before we even called it pop-ups. Yeah, um, you were here. Years or yep. um, before I got the opportunity, Green Love Kitchen to uh, let me set up inside their restaurant. And in eight months, next door, I, I didn't buy the building. I am renting the building. Um, but you are correct. Ninety percent of the buildings on Main Street in Latonia are black-owned. Um, I started with nothing. Um, I started with just a a dream um, that manifest that manifested into this opportunity. Um, I did none of the things that um, the sister just eloquently stated that should be done before you even think about opening up a business. Um, and I paid prices for that. Um, I'm five. I'm over five years now, but the first three and a half years. I had to change my mentality from a hustle mentality of, of vending into a business mentality. Uh, what do I mean by that? What I meant by that is putting structures and processes in place, um, structures and processes that I was totally unaware of, um, utilizing technology. All that costs money. Um, and oftentimes you think, well, I don't have the money to uh, secure this technology, but in, oftentimes you can't afford not to. Um, it's really, it, it, it kind of goes in really deep on this. So I have a sales background, so fortunately I understand customer service. Um, and customer service is key to, to any business. Um, if you can't provide, as black people, if we can't provide customer service, um, we're starting off way behind the eight ball. Um, Everything flows from from me. The energy that I put into my place and the love of my people through my staff um, projects to the consumers that that walks in the door. I often hear, and I'm not bragging, I love the energy in this space. So it starts there, but it, it doesn't end there. Um, it really and it really begins in, in studying and learning. Uh, a friend of mine, when I almost lost my business over two years ago, pre pre pandemic. Um, to pick up a book and, and to read this book. Um, and all of a sudden, I can't think of the name of it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, the e-commerce, the myth, the e-commerce myth. Um, and it's not black or white or black people or white people. It's just business. And it's the story of small business people going into business. Um, they're creatives. Um, I know how to paint, so I'm going to open up a store uh, with painting, but that doesn't prepare you for the business side of it. Um, you have to learn. You can't be the, the worker, the manager, and the entrepreneur all at the same time. You can't hold three hats. You have to have a worker, and you have to have managers, and you have to, have, you have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be able to think like an entrepreneur. If you're, if you're grinding every day in your business, it doesn't allow you the time or the space to think like an entrepreneur. If you don't think like an entrepreneur, you want processes in place in order to assist you in scaling your business. 
You won't put the processes in place to reach out to a sister to say, how do I build my business credit? Therefore, I'm not paying cash for everything because if I'm paying cash for anything, I can't scale my business. When that air conditioning unit goes out, and it's funny that she mentioned the air conditioning in, in Tulsa because I just dealt with that last week where my air conditioning went out. So for two days, my consumers had to suffer because uh, it took me two days to get somebody out there and to get it fixed. Uh, what if I didn't have the capital? to get it fixed. Uh, They would have suffered a little longer. How many customers would I have lost in that process? So things happen in business. We're not perfect. Um, None of us are. Um, I can look at certain situations now when I go into other black businesses, and I always thought I was understanding because I wanted to support black businesses. I intentionally supported black business, but now I have a better understanding, not to be as harsh because I don't know what's going on on the back end um, of that business. I don't know what they're dealing with um, on a day-to-day basis. I don't know whether or not um, they have the ability to get the technology in place. Hell, I went three and a half years without having an employee handbook. I mean, that sounds crazy, but nor did I have the time to even put one together, but it's needed. So you hire employees, you don't have a handbook, everybody's wilding out, you have no controls. Um, over your employees. They do something, you can't say anything. It's not in your handbook. Whose mistake is it? It's my mistake, ultimately. So there's a lot to unpack. I do think I'm also over 60, so I do think that we are moving in the right direction instead of our businesses. Because I can remember black-owned businesses that reminded me, I'm from Jersey, that you would go in uh, restaurants and very you'd be lucky if you had air conditioning. You'd be lucky if you had great customer service. So I do believe we're moving in the right direction. This is a generational thing. We're evolving. We're learning. Again, I had to learn not to hustle and be in business. Um, and I'm continuing to learn, and I'm continue to have those peaks and those valleys. We uh, Fortunately, I made it through the pandemic. Now we have a recession. Got to make it through that. Um, people aren't coming in spending money because they're holding on to their money because they have to survive. What does that do to my business? How am I prepared for that? Am I prepared for that? Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. But, again, I think we have to look at it on both sides. I have the ability because I am a consumer and I am a business. I do make mistakes. We make mistakes. And sometimes that customer that comes in that's just walking to that restaurant and that air condition wasn't there, and it was a Mercedes-Benz. I don't know if they were just trifling or if they were waiting for the HVAC guy to come out there and fix that air conditioning unit. Do we give them an opportunity? You said something I say all the time. Uh, don't act like we didn't get cold fries from McDonald's and then go right back to McDonald's. Um, do we give owners, business owners, an opportunity to correct the situation? Or do we throw our hands up and say, that's why I don't deal with black folks? Because yeah, that's, that's very prevalent. We have to get to the break, so I'm going to highlight what you just said. Um, that grace definitely has to be afforded. Um, but for the, uh, I'll say I'm only buddies, but if you are an entrepreneur, standard operating procedures, the handbook, things of that nature, things that a lot of, in a sense, haven't thought about, or as he said, how do I even get time to write it? And so that's all part of the process. And unfortunately, sometimes um, in the past, 
you, you, you like she's like it's like they said you grind to the point where you just never become aware of it in the information age it does become an opportunity to do what Lisa said hey set yourself up before you go on this venture because at the end of the day entrepreneurship is a unique skill set and um, I got a brother Terry Simmons who always said that so I'm gonna play a cut from him out of this break and we'll continue this, this morning's conversation we'll be right back well all I ask is that you think Are you serious about learning how to earn significant income on a regular basis as a trader or investor in the U.S. stock or foreign exchange markets? If so, you may be the perfect student to learn technical analysis for trading or investing at the Blacks Academy. With over 15 years of experience in investment strategies, here's what a current student recently said about his experience at Blacks Academy. Yeah, this class has been excellent, and I've had a lot of experience trading, but um, this is the most exposure that I've had to breaking down the theory behind TA. I'm really excited to continue the journey. For a similar experience, don't allow new traders with overnight success to promise you riches they can't deliver on. Instead, learn the foundations of trading and investing the right way at Blacks Academy. To learn more, visit them at blacks.academy online. That's B-L-A-X-E dot academy or search for Blacks Academy on YouTube. I post a lot of videos about the harsh realities of entrepreneurship. And it's not because I'm trying to kill a dream, it's because I'm trying to give birth to a dream. I'm trying to protect the dream, I'm trying to share information with people that can increase the likelihood that they'll be successful. So many people are jumping into entrepreneurship for one reason, one reason only. They're dissatisfied with their career, um, they have a talent or a gift or a serious hobby that they are passion, that they want to turn into a business. And the focus is always on the front end of the business. So everybody wants to focus on how do, I, how do I get social media followers? How do I build a personal brand? How do I build my company's brand? How do I generate leads? How do I close sales? How do I get contracts? But the truth of the matter is none of that stuff will work until you learn how to build capacity. So when we start having conversations about capacity and infrastructure, eh, There are not many conferences that are touching on that. You know why? Because most people that are influencers just want to get you emotionally aroused, and they don't want to really give you the meat and potatoes of what's going to really make you successful. The bottom line, I'm going to use an analogy. It would be like saying, I want to be a race car driver, but all you focus on is the design, um, the contour, and the graphics on the outside of the vehicle. You don't focus at all on the engine and the capacity for the engine to generate speed and power. That's what it's like when we don't pay attention to the back end of our businesses. So some of my videos, I already know the ones that are going to get a lot of traction and the ones that may get limited visibility, but I put the ones out that I know that are going to get limited visibility because that's the most important information. The bottom line is you got to build infrastructure. You have to have systems. You have to have processes. You have to have an ability to attract and retain talent, to develop talent. That's where businesses are made. So let's just say if you're, you're a pastry chef and you, you put together these amazing designs and, you know, your, your desserts and your cakes, uh, they taste delectable and everybody loves it. But you can only pump out five cakes a week because it's just you and you don't have a, you don't, there are no, there are no written recipes, there are no written processes, so you can't bring in someone that doesn't have your natural gift or that doesn't have your level of training or education and have them duplicated. Then you will always own a job. 
you always put out five to seven cakes a week. Meanwhile, someone that learns about co-packing and manufacturing and distribution and builds a sales team and has a recall plan and all of the stuff that knows about preservatives and all this other stuff, they're going to go on to make millions and millions of dollars and their cakes may taste like shit just because they have the capacity. So understand, like when I post these videos about, you know, don't, a lot of these coaches and influencers are telling you it's all about passion, it's all about working hard, it's all about followers. That stuff is important, but it's not more important than infrastructure and capacity. Infrastructure, capacity, infrastructure, capacity, systems, standard, standard operating procedures, processes, uh, leveraging technology. That's what's going to get you to seven figures. Love y'all. Hope this was useful. Go make it. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshun Ojo, our special guest Lisa Dudley, as well as Kazimde Ajomu. As you heard again, Terry Simmons, uh, love that brother. We just had a mastermind with him, Lisa, uh, where we were talking about the same ish, same thing, if you will. And, you know, in, a, in, a, in our mastermind are, are actually members who understand all of these things or whatever, but we were talking about the of how to develop your business into a asset that you may be able to pass down, which is a whole nother level. Uh, but for the sake of this conversation, uh, Oshun, just interested, Queen, in hearing um, you're able to listen to Lisa as well as Kazimbe's uh, thoughts before the break. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts for the listeners out there. If you want to get in, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. All right, Osho, your thoughts, Queen? This has been a wonderful conversation so far, and I learned a lot, actually, about things that I didn't know about. Um, I'm not a business owner. I do run a nonprofit. Um, and I, I'm also the, the um, sit on, I sit on the board of directors for a different nonprofit, and so um, my knowledge around this is very limited. So I'm learning a whole lot, and I really appreciate it. Um, as far as the conversation, a couple of things stuck out to me. Um, the recurring thing that we have about not making excuses, I think it's that it's paramount. Um, absolutely, we have to stop making excuses and just get things done. But I do want to point out not to make an excuse, but to to have a reason is that um, we can't minimize the role that race plays um, in America. There's no facet of American life that um, racism does not impact, including business um, ownership. Um, so every step of that way, we have to be able to confront that and not just say, well, if you have a good business plan, if you have a good business mind, then you'll be okay. Uh, we have to know how it's, you can navigate it. We talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Tulsa was one of over 1,500 incorporated cities. Um, that operated um, autonomously um, and thrived. So, and they came right out of slavery and did that. So, yes, it's it's surmountable. We can get through over that hump, but I don't think we should minimize the role that in this country race plays in our ability to be successful business owners. Yeah, I, I appreciate that thought. I'm gonna let Lisa respond because yeah, you know, I know she made the comment, and um, I, I'll go back to what I said at the very beginning of the show, just from a concept wise, that the truth rarely lives on the on the on the extremes, on the on the edges. And so I would agree with I agree with you, Oshun, in the sense that I always say that the conversation has to consider both extremes, and the best way you reach people is hey. Because I like what you said here, Lisa, and I'm going to let you respond. I like when you said, hey, there's a way to play the game. And so all I think Oshun is offering for this conversation is 
make sure that what's included in that game is this aspect that we can never just simply not dismiss, that we have to consider in a sense, hey, here are the rules to the games. Here's the ones we need to master. But that's also give serious consideration for how it may be different for us. And, again, that's not to make an excuse, but I think it's a realistic approach of what that looks like for maybe somebody listening, new in business, or what, you know, may have to be considered. Um, I know part of what you're talking about, to be fair to you, Lisa, is when it comes to business credit and specifically in business, you are the master of how that looks and appears on paper and, you know, people that look just like you getting any amount of money that you need. And I know that's what you're really alluding to, and that's really just coming to understand the business credit game for for an for a entrepreneur. So I know what you're speaking is facts as well, but I'm just highlighting and loving what Oshuda said, hey, let's make sure we're teaching our people, you know, where that comes in play. I think in the business credit world, I think it's fair to say, it doesn't come into play specifically in the business credit world if you do it correctly. I think I've been fair to you, but I'll let you respond. Go ahead, Corey. Thank you, Montoya. So I want to just share this really, really fast. So 2009 is when I started my business, and it wasn't until 2015 that I met somebody who changed my life of financial literacy who actually taught me how I can be my own bank. That's when my eyes opened to business because when I started my business, I was focusing on the creativity, the trademarking, the name, having all my friends and family support me. And it wasn't until I met my mentor who changed the game for me. And he showed me how money works. He uh, told me what books to read. And the gist of what I'm saying is, When you learn to run your business, like the the young man uh, spoke, the gentleman who spoke uh, to uh, before Montoya, before the break, when he said when you learn about systems and structure, infrastructure, you learn that when you're able to get funds and you know the game of money, that when you set your business up that way, that applying for funds don't have your 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 you the black lady or black man doesn't play a role your business does so i'm just saying the gist for me is when blacks and minorities understand how money works and how you can be your own bank and financial literacy you'll understand that there's no discrimination when it comes to accessing funds. You don't have to go to a bank and give your social security number, your blood type, your last child social security number. It's a game. They look at your business. They look at your structure. They look at the credibility, and you're able to access so much money. Play the game like they do. So all I'm saying is that my eyes open when I learned that. And, And if we just use the resources, I made lots of mistakes. I spent money, as we had business owners, we we were almost going out of business, but I also kept a full-time job for the longest time, even when I could sustain myself. I kept that full-time job. I didn't just jump out because I felt good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's just so much that goes into that. And all I'm saying is if you learn the infrastructure, how business works, 
You invest in resources to help you. And when you know that money game, I'm still learning. I'm attending a mastermind. I can't wait. You can be Mm -hmm. your own bank. They teach us so wrong in this system. So I'm just saying is that we just have to invest in resources and learn about the money or how money operates and read books. And we can do better. Uh, That's how I learned because it took me many years losing money and getting in debt and doing it the wrong way, although I was so creative. I didn't know how business, how to run a business. I didn't know how to, I, I was, both of my hands were in the business and I was hustling. And it wasn't until I learned how to use systems that run 24-7 when I'm sleeping and I'm on vacation, I'm still making money. So I went from a hustler to a business owner, entrepreneur to run my business, but I learned about money. So I know that's kind of like generalizing things, but it's just learning about how money run, how money works and how to run a business and investing to learn. I didn't have my first luxury car for a long time, guys. I, I mean, I, I drove a hoopty for a long time. Yeah, I believe it. We're actually up against the break. I want to hear Kazimde's thoughts coming I'm out sorry. of the break. No, you're good. Okay. No, you're good, Queen. Uh, I want to hear Kazimde's thoughts coming out of the break. And I really want to highlight um, uh, Oshun's point to say this. Uh, amongst the mastermind members, and uh, Lisa is one of our mastermind members, they all agree based on some of the information that she's talking about. So what happens is when we talk about learning the game, the green game, the money game, ends up being what she's talking about. And so it is actually one area where you can take color out once you understand the rules of that game because the rules of that game is most Americans are not playing it. It ain't even a, that ain't even a black or white thing. The money game was originally set up by the elite. That's why we have the social construct of race now. The elite have never worried about race. They, they tried to understand the money game. They wanted more money. And if you learn that game, that's one area where you don't have to worry about it. And I know that's what Lisa is speaking to. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, the intellectual outcasts, as I now call my listeners, uh, Please contact me directly as well. This morning's discussion question, black businesses, professional or not, special guest co-hosts, Oshun Ojo, as well as Lisa Dudley and Kazimde Ajamu. Kazimde, black dot, co-consider, yes. bookstore owner, jump on, jump in this thing. I'm pretty sure you have a lot to say in reference to uh, what Oshun and Lisa had to say. Callers, I see you out there. Press one if you want to get in on this discussion. Go ahead, King. Uh, I think what I'm 
really want to uh, convey, and, and I could only convey from my own experience in, in uh, owning and operating a brick-and-mortar uh, business. And as I shared with you earlier, I, I kind of went in with nothing. Um, and it took me three to four years to start building systems and processes uh, within my business. Uh, the interesting thing is when PPP funds um, started becoming available, that accelerated that process in terms of structures and processes because I wasn't in position to take advantage of um, PPP money. And it was simple things, tax returns. Right, we go in business like um, doing your taxes, uh, having your P and Ls, uh, having processes in place, and then I, at that point, I realized that now I have to go back three years, three to four years, and really start processes from back then. In other words, you got to go back um, in, in order to put a lot of things in place, in order to put myself in position just to get the PPP money, which I was ultimately. Um, able to do. So when I'm listening to Tina and I'm thinking of, uh, about going into business is putting those structures in place first, uh, putting those systems in place, under, doing the research um, that's so vitally important to do. I waited three or four years. I wonder where I could be today had I not waited those three or four years, but we're not going to dwell on that. Um putting systems in place, understanding the accounting, understanding um, business credit, which I'm still learning. And, Tina, hopefully I'll, I'll hook up with you after this at some point, um, building that uh, from day one, um, build your own personal credit. All these things come into play in terms of how your business is going to grow, um, how you're going to sustain, and how you're going to scale. So I think that this conversation, conversation is very, very important. And, and in terms of all the system, I agree. There's, there's no part of um, Western civilization that race does not play um, a role in. But I kind of look at it not so much from a um, not from necessarily business funding. Um, I built my business to uh, serve the black community at large. Um I chose a, a area that um, does not have the highest medium income amongst black people to, it's almost like a food desert. Well, I have a bookstore and a coffee shop, so it's a, a education desert as well, if you will. Um, because for the love of my people, because of the love of my people, they need that information as well. So building a business centered around attracting my people um, also has its advantages and disadvantages in terms of support and growing and scaling because it almost kind of forces you to scale outside of the box so you can attract all sorts of people in order to continue to stay in business, not let alone grow your business. Um, I found that funding, um, the funding that I have received thus far, um, as long as my paperwork was correct and accurate um, and made sense to uh, banks um, or whomever is, is providing you the source of funding, that 
race didn't play as much of a critical point in that as I thought it would have. Um, the jury is still out. Had I got more, had I been um, a different persuasion, I don't know that. Um, nor do I have the energy to kind of figure that out. But well, let me let me jump that in on that because I know we only got you for a few minutes. Yeah. I want to jump in on that uh, because I really want to highlight that's the piece of game that I know Lisa wants more business owners to to really understand specifically based on what they're looking for. Again, obviously, she does this for a living, so she understands exactly what, quote, unquote, I don't even like using this word, but I'm going to say it now for to make a point, what they are looking for. So what happens is when you get inside of the money game that she keeps referring it to, it literally is how you appear on paper. And right now, you're still doing it from you know, your perspective, and you walked in there and kind of did it yourself. When you transfer to the credit game, it ends up, as she said, you're not even putting your Social Security number down. And so when you get when you get to that level, it's zero color because it ain't even seen. They only can see your business. And know the mastermind the other night. I'm just I bring this to the point while you're on the line because I know I don't have you that much longer. So I just wanted to. And it's not even so much directed at you. It's for the listeners, and I yeah. want to have the advantage of having you respond because you're a business owner. And I know I don't have you much time. So one thing I want to highlight is as well. One other thing I want to highlight, and I'll let you jump right back in, is I wanted to highlight on the mastermind the other night, one of the brothers was breaking down the uh, site that our mastermind members could go to and literally just go buy businesses and, uh, that are available to buy. And buying those businesses, they would never even know what you look like. So when you get the business credit set up, that that's where it doesn't become a factor because you are right in this sense because then they, while you're doing it without going through the uh, Duns and Bradley approach, then, yes, that could become a factor because you are the one quite often going in there asking for that money. Just wanted to highlight that and get your thoughts again as a – well, so go ahead, brother. You, Please jump in. One of, the things, one, of the things, one of the things, Montoya, that I did not share is I have 20 years' experience in the mortgage banking business. And, and although we're talking um, funding for homes, <clears throat> and in this conversation we're talking about business funding – the same rules apply um, in a sense. It's, when I was in the mortgage banking business, I would hear um, brothers and sisters, and I even felt this way from time to time, that um, we're not afforded the uh, luxury of purchasing or getting, getting turned down for loans because, uh, because we're black. Now, that might – our race probably may determine property values in various different areas and things of that nature. But when it comes to our, your ability to get funded, if you have the proper credit scores, if you have a sufficient amount of funds to put your to put down, if your debt ratio um, is in place, is uh, within the guidelines, you will get funded. Uh, doesn't matter what your color is; it's all on paper. Um, I suspect that business funding. So what Lisa's saying is that you set up properly your documentation, you set everything up properly, funding, more than sufficient amount of funding that's available. So I agree with so her. Let, uh, so let me jump in right here because this is a real critical point, and I want to hear what both of you, Lisa and you, think about this and Ashun. So here's a critical point. 
I here's a distinction I think I could make. I may be wrong, Lisa, but again, you're in business credit and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Um, because in the you know I was I was in the loan business as a, as a loan officer for a short period, not the experience that you have with it. And so you're right, the numbers can line up or whatever. And if your numbers line up, you get the home. And I know that's kind of the point you're making. Here's where I think there's mm-hmm. a big difference. And again, I'm gonna let Lisa respond first. So here's what the difference is. Even when it comes to the home type of stuff, where where Oshun is Oshun is exactly right is in this sense. Even being in the industry and saying to my my individual owners or couples that were trying to get a home, of course, the loan officer, I'm just trying to get their numbers right. If their numbers are right, they're going to get the loan. That is true. And, but unfortunately, the long the, the, the systemic stuff that has played a major, major role in us not having but only 40% of, uh, you know, owning 40% of our homes, it may be less after the pandemic. But a big part of that is the denials in the past, it's the denials in income. So even so, so yeah, for the individual couple, couple, the systemic stuff is not going to show up for maybe why there's trouble with them appearing where they need to appear that day when I want them to make the loan. The difference in the business credit, Lisa, please speak on this, is business credit is built from scratch, and it doesn't even have the long-term systemic stuff because that you know. So yes, an individual couple could show up. To qualify or not qualify, but our culture not being able to get homes based on what systemically has happened to us makes it harder for enough of us to already be qualified. With business credit, you start from scratch regardless of color, and I think that's the difference that I wanted to culturally highlight when it comes to this conversation. Lisa, do I do you think I have that correct, that that's the difference? And that's a major difference because the game you're asking people to play literally does not include what you look like for the reasons that I'm talking about, if I'm right. Real thoughts, Queen. Yeah, so you're, actually, you're absolutely right, Montoya. What it is is most people, business owners, don't know what business credit is. They just think that they get a credit card or they get a, a whatever it is in the business name, and they think they have business credit. But the same way that you have your personal credit and you set that up when you go to college and they give you that credit card, you have no job, is the same way that you build business credit. However, business credit is set up, the structure is set up different, but just understanding what that is. And when you look at building your personal credit and going through the steps, building business credit is the same way. They're separate. However, the strategy is different. So just having a thorough understanding of what that is. You know when you build your your uh, personal credit and you get to a point where you have different trade lines and you have different credit cards and you notice how you start getting offers for more credit, they don't know what color you are. They just know your Social Security number. When you do the same thing but a different strategy with your business credit, is that you qualify for funding, you don't have to go to a bank. Any business owner or entrepreneur knows on this phone, if you ever go to your local bank and try to get a business loan, it is nearly impossible for us because we don't have bookkeeping in place. There are things we don't have in place. But when you build credible business credit, you're getting offers from hard lenders who don't know you. They just look at your profile from your business and they want to offer you $100,000, but this is after time building it. So what they do is they look at your business credibility and you're able to get the funds. 
So it doesn't matter what your color is. They're not asking for, you know, some of them will ask and require more of you because no one's going to give you $1.5 million based on a payback score. It's not going to happen. But when you build it over time and you inject these funds in your business and you can grow and scale, then what you do is you set your business up as an entity like a Fortune 500 because you have funds to run your marketing, to run accounting, to purchase new inventory, to hire new staff. So you're setting all entities of your business up and you're able to hold on to your profit that you make and use someone else's money. So it's learning the game. And when I learned, I had no idea what it was. And when I learned, you guys, it was like my world opened up. And then I realized that I can think like a Robert Kiyosaki or some of the great greats in this world because Jeff Bezos does not use his money. The man is worth, and I get passionate about it, guys, because my eyes open and I'm like, wow, this is how they do it. Jeff Bezos doesn't use his own money. He got billions. He don't use his money. He's somebody else's money. But it's learning the game. So I was able to take funds that I had to inject in masterminds. I went to California. I went to Hawaii. I was the only black in these masterminds that I paid money to sit in these masterminds to learn the game that I didn't know. So I'm just saying it, it is a method that you learn in understanding what business credit is and the benefits. Because when I talk to some business owners, they go, oh, yeah, I got my car in my business name. But they don't realize they didn't build a business credit uh, profile. They just have a car in their business name. Oh, yeah, I have a credit card in my business name. That's not business credit. So it's just pretty much like Montoya said, starting from the ground up, learning what it is and how you build it. It doesn't happen overnight, but personal credit doesn't happen overnight either but learning exactly what it is and how you can use someone else's money to keep your business afloat longer and invest in processes so your business doesn't go defunct. Because most yep. small businesses, as you know, within five years, they're gone. And that's most. That ain't, that's not most blacks. That's just most. So let's get that real that's clear. That's most, right. That. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to go to another break. Um, so I hope y'all are enjoying this conversation. I see y'all on the phone lines. Definitely hit the number one if you want to speak. If you're just listening, not a problem. The number to get in for those online is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. We'll be right back where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be, be. 
understand mental dialogue is much more than just a talk show each and every saturday we communicate with you for two reasons to dialogue and connect on the dialogue side we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race sex culture and african-american business on the connect side we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance whether personal or business and mental health whether it's trauma or to optimize performance along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African-Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. Welcome back to the Bits of Dialogue talk show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshu Ojo. This morning's discussion question, black businesses, professional or not, Oshu, very interested in your thoughts, because, again, what I hope that I highlighted in this specific instance, that here's a place where we can play, and we're trying to put our business owners' own game. It's very different as uh, Lisa pointed out that just having your car in your business name, having a credit card in your business name. Here's an area where even the systemic stuff will fall in a sense to the side, and it matters because we know business owners are the ones who make the difference in communities. Uh, I know that if I mess around and go park incorrectly in front of Black Dot Culture Center, I've seen and know of because them days so connected in his community that a policeman can walk up and be like, okay, we've got to do this or whatever. And he can say, no, he's good. They listen to him because he's a business owner. This country's talking about learning the game is ran by the business class. It was set up to be done that way from the very beginning. They were quote unquote called land owners, even back in the day when we talk about these, you know, these words and these documents that, as we always say, wasn't wasn't intended to include us. Those landowners didn't care to include the non-landowners either. I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm just talking about when we understand the game. This is an area where we can play. Our business owners need to talk to Elisa Dudley and learn this part of the game because if you are a business owner, we need you to affect policy because you can affect policy quicker than we can any any day running out having a protest. And that's not to disparage protesters because, again, I always, I got a piece that says, marching or burning, I'm with you. So that's where I stand personally. But right now we get in this business, business game. Because then I know we have a lot of time with you, so I'm going to let him jump in right quick before I get your thoughts and shoot because I want to make sure I'm taking care of that brother on his time. Um, but did you hear anything that, again, kind of made it a little different than just, yes, meet the numbers, qualify? This business credit is a whole totally different game that if you're a business owner, we can all play. Your thoughts on that, King, and then I'm going to go to Osho. Well, I think I had a, a basic understanding of the difference between business funding um, outside of, getting your car in your business name or a credit card in your business name. I did have that understanding. I think the um, having the understanding is one thing going through the steps is something and, and having someone like Elisa um, guiding you 
the educational piece is something entirely different. I might Absolutely. know I might know how to do a lot of things in theory, but until you actually Absolutely. get in there and and have the, the necessary expertise and then expertise that you're comfortable with or people that look like you um, to guide you, because you can well imagine, as, again, I get calls every day for business funding. I have people coming in every day talking about what they can and what they can't do. That happens day in and day out. Um, right. Time has taught me to, unfortunately, that right person might walk in that door and I might dismiss them because I get so many people that actually don't have the requisite qualifications um, to do it. I like that Lisa spelled out um, how she went about learning uh, her trade and her craft. Um, when I was a loan officer, you know, what I could do at 15 years, um, I couldn't do it two years of doing it. Couldn't perform as well or deliver as well. So, again, I think that I got a lot out of this. Um, I know I did. And we got to continue to build on these things. I think that people like Lisa, uh, I would, again, business owners as a business owner in a, in a local community of all black businesses, these are the conversations, these are the seminars. You know, uh, Montoya, we have these type of seminars that blacked out all the time. Um, get in front of business owners. Have these discussions. Because all of us are out here, yes, it starts as a dream. We manifest it. We get out here and we do our best. And we, we learn the hard way. Some of us survive it. Most of us, unfortunately, I think the average for businesses in America is what, new businesses is five years. For black people in America, it's two years. We don't survive yeah. beyond two years. And then and and we, lost and of of, and we lost 40% of ours during the pandemic. And when we say ours, like the unfortunate reality is something that was mentioned in the beginning of this, uh, which is uh, most businesses, most businesses around the country are self it's just it's one, it's a one man, one man, one woman shop, if you will. And um, so it's not mm-hmm. something that's just in particular to our community. We do have a higher percentage of one shop business owners. Let's keep, you know, I don't mind speaking to the real numbers, um, but Absolutely. And again, if you heard at the top of the hour, that's what the Mental Dialogue Community Club is. We want it to be a virtual neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services. And we are basically one big virtual neighborhood. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. That's why you know, because I make a huge effort to vet who I who I allow to bring information to our community. I sounds like you're going to finish up a thought. I'm very interested in hearing Oshun's thought. Um, um, as well. Go ahead. I'll finish up for Zenday. And like I said, just make sure you let me know. If and you and I just want to add something else. This yeah, might be outside do. of the scope of business funding, but just because for those that are either going into business or already in business, <clears throat> one of the best things that I could have did, I took a trip to Chicago um, last year, and I visited four black-owned coffee shops and two black-owned bookstores. And I got to talk, out of the six businesses, I got to talk to four of the owners. Those conversations was invaluable um, in terms of sharing information. Um, I didn't, they didn't see me as competition. I didn't see them as competition. We were able to share information. I picked up new ideals, new technologies. We have to talk to one another. We oftentimes don't. It, it becomes a competitive thing. <laughs> it's not share. Information. And I think that's uh, just as important as everything else that we're talking about because that 
I learned from that trip. I came back with a wealth of information and resources just by talking to other black business owners in my space. No, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm I'm literally trying to, if if I I can, pop my own collar because that's what this whole community club is, a virtual nationwide Mm -hmm. neighborhood to do just that. So as you, you mentioned that we don't do it, We've been doing it in this community club from day one. Oshu, your thoughts is, is hearing this information. Go ahead, please. Really enjoying this conversation. Um, my husband is actually starting a business. Um, he started a trucking business, and so I'm really interested in um, connecting with some of the other guests in the show and um, and um, taking advantage of some of the services that are that are being offered. But uh, regarding the show. Um, what I learned so far, Montoya, is that tying back into the title of the show that we did, that you said, right, which is around black professionalism. So what I learned from the guests so far is that a lot of what we perceive as a lack of professionalism in black people is really a lack of access to resources. And um, I don't think, you know, I don't think black people are just mean-spirited by nature and not giving people what they want. It sounds to me like what we're, what's being described is a lack of an access to the proper resources in order to be able to give the best customer service. Um, we talked about the experience with the air conditioner earlier, and it's funny that, that you all said that because I went to a black-owned business um, for brunch over the weekend, and um, the air conditioner went out. <laughs> so it must be a recurring theme. But that brother handled it like a champ, and he really did. Um, he was transparent about what was going on. He comped drinks for people, um, gave us um, updates and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was that's my first takeaway point is that um, – around professionalism probably is is very much tied to a lack of resources. Um, and then and the second thing that I heard was... Let me say this is a, a, tweet. This is a tweet. And I would challenge you, yeah. just personally, I would challenge you not to hear it as a lack of resources because I heard Lisa okay. break out the way to do it so there's no longer that issue because that has been the issue yeah, for definitely. so long. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So I want to say I wouldn't hear it as a lack of resources because she gave her own personal story of when I was doing it wrong, right. I was barely staying afloat when I learned this game. So now the, what she's saying is there's no longer a lack of resources. So I wouldn't there hear is it no lack. Yeah, there is no yeah, lack. I just want to challenge that thought because that's not how I heard her describe it. Go ahead and finish your second thought. Go ahead, Queen. I think that's a very good point to make, too. Um, you're right. So not a lack of resources, but um, maybe a, a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge to access well, resources. That that's, point. that's not even a problem anymore. That's the yeah. point. That's no longer a problem because there was a time, historically, that was a problem. And so what sometimes we make, what we mistakenly do is we look at the past, carry on the language, and Lisa saying, no, no, y'all, stop that language. I, mean, I can help you. Right. I know other people that can help you. Yeah. So, she, so she's right. See, we're still speaking the language. And, I'm sorry, and this is specifically in business. We're not saying what we're saying today applies in everything, right? But in this area, she's saying, I did it wrong for so many years. I'm telling you, she's, she's, she's swinging from the tree saying, hey, stop saying that. <laughs> so, so I'm still challenging right. even how you're talking because that's what we do. It's the mental dialogue. It ain't the conversation. It's mentally processing even how we're talking now. So appreciate you for allowing me to challenge how you're talking because that's the process, mental dialogue. We can't act right until we think right. And, it always, and, I always, and I'm always challenging saying it starts with our language. If we continue to say nothing's changed and that ain't the truth, it doesn't matter that it ain't the truth. You will believe it is because you're saying nothing's changed. 
And so that's where I'm, you know, and again, appreciate you for letting me even jump and cut you off to highlight we're still saying things incorrectly. It's not a lack of resources, it's not a lack of knowledge. She opened the show saying there's no excuse no more because the information is, that's why we see some, some of the younger generations killing the game because they don't listen to us, our daggum same old talk. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholly. And, um, yeah, I have to work on even myself, like um, not just in business but with a lot of things, um, really working on the way that you um, posit things in your mind and the way that you um, um, accept certain situations in your mind as um, an infallible truth, right? But, yeah, so I, I, know, I understand there's not a lack. Um, how, I'm trying to say that uh, we're not accessing it, I don't, whatever way to say that. The, the knowledge is there, the resources are there, but for whatever reason, um, uh, black people, especially what in business, we, aren't accessing yeah. that knowledge what and information. The, reason, so that, the that, reason is the language. That's a big part of the reason. Mm-hmm. It actually is. It actually is. When, when Lisa says that's no longer the issue, subconsciously we think that's not true. And, and it literally right. is no longer the issue no more. So so, so the the answer to the why is the psychology. It is the psychology of how we receive our environment. I would like to add something as a business owner to, to that piece, this part of the conversation. I'm driving, if you will. May I? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry right. for the interruption. No, no, um, no, no, as, a business, as a business owner, I think that um, both, are, both you and Ola are correct. So, in my mind, how I was processing it even prior to this conversation is I wish I had access to a Lisa. It's not that I didn't have access to others that purport to be in that arena. Um, I mean, that's another discussion. We have a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters that are becoming self-employed and are very new in the game, right? Dismissing them, I want them to grow, but having access to the expertise someone who actually knows what they're doing, who's been around the block, so to speak. I think that we don't always have access or even know who that person is. Like um, I wouldn't, I would not be having this conversation or wanted to have another conversation next week, unless I was on this show, listening, listening to Lisa and listening to her history, her story, what she's gone through to get to the point that she's at in order to for me to go back and have this discussion. So the, the lack of resources or maybe the lack of effective resources, I don't know what the proper terminology is. I do believe that words are power, and we do have to change how we see things and speak to things. But from a business owner's perspective, having effective resources that are experts in their field is is important. I can't even find the word because it's that's not what we word. don't have. We have people coming in. We have people coming into the store. Huh? The word you're looking for yeah. is invaluable. That's the word that you're looking for. The word that you're looking for is invaluable. And Lisa, invaluable resources. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 You, yeah. Having someone like her is invaluable. I know that's the word that you're looking for. Yes. And Lisa, and I, and I don't care that I'm trying to pop my own collar, but I'm gonna let her speak to it. Because I'm going to say this, even as your good friend, because then they, Lisa will tell you what I'm about to ask her. I got a lot of people who are vetted like that, because that's my gift. 
and I'm saying, you know, as my friend, I've been saying be a part of what we have going on here. Lisa, speak to that as an aspect because that's my business is finding people like Lisa and making sure we can correct it when you're not getting burned with somebody that's doing the game. That's my gift. And I think Lisa, Lisa pointed that out when she met me. And I'm just highlighting it because I need to help my friend, you're my friend, because they understand why I've long said be a part of this community club. Go ahead, Lisa, please. Okay, so um, I just like to say really fast that if there are any business owners on here and you haven't built credible business credit, learn how to do that. And another thing I just want to throw out that if I had to tell my 39-year-old self again when I started working and started my business in 52 years, is that keep a job and inject into your business like a baby and learn and invest in business credit and learn how to run a business. That's something as entrepreneurs that we don't do is that we don't keep the job, and I'm glad I did. because, And that's something that it's not told to us. It's start a business. Be your own entrepreneur. You don't have to right. work for anybody. You work a job. And then injecting your business to educate yourself as much as you can about business, and you learn. That's how I did it. Because entrepreneurship and business, being a business owner, is only for us crazy people, and it's it's the hardest thing ever, but it's so rewarding. So um, keep your job wherever you work and come home and inject in that baby through education, through masterminds. Now, I want to say the gentleman who spoke who has been in business a very long time, I do want to say having access to resources was not easy back then. I think the gentleman who spoke who said he's been in business 20 years, if I remember, or – Let me get – I'm sorry if I'm not made, clear, made it clear. We got okay. Kazim Day. He's okay. in business for five okay. years. And um, so he's okay. the other guest on here with us. And so maybe I haven't made it clear, and I apologize for that. But go ahead, um, Okay. Lisa. There was a gentleman who spoke in the beginning who said he was almost 60, I think. And, yeah, and, and, um, yeah, 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 same, same, we're talking about the same person because them days, I guess. Yeah, okay, okay. So, been in business for five okay, years. Okay, so five years, then I take that back. There's so much access to resources now. It's just that as business owners, we don't know what it is. When I talk to small business owners, when I ask, do they know what business credit is, even if they have a profitable business that's bringing money in, they don't have no idea what it is. And I think that's the biggest hindrance, not understanding what it really is, because when you learn about money and how it works, guys, there is no shortage. And most small businesses, black businesses, didn't get PPP or EIDL, the idle loan, because they didn't have their books in place. It was easy to get that money. I'm telling you guys, it wasn't because I'm a small black business. You didn't have paperwork in place. You didn't keep up with the news and how to get resources are out here, guys. It's just that we and need Lisa, to focus more on that. Lisa, let me let me ask you to do this because I want what I want to ask I'm if you sorry. don't mind. What I'm asking is because Day needs to find someone like you. So the dialogue okay. now is building the trust 
to find you versus the influencers who are telling Kazim they they could have helped them do what I know you very well could do. So the gist of the conversation right now is um, you found great people. You've been able to connect great people. In, I found in, it. In, I found in, a great mentor. I invested. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 so I'm so just saying I, the gist of the conversation for Kazimbe is mm-hmm. saying he sees clearly how valuable you are, but he's highlighted consistently throughout. The, like you said, people come through his door every day telling him, "Pay, you know, pay me some money, and I'll show you how to do it." And that doesn't always get him where he needs to go. So that that so I'm exactly. asking you like to talk about how do you even figure out who to go to and build that trust? Because we can't be avoid of the reality of trusting one another is still psychologically mm-hmm. an issue in our community. So I'm trying to go deep into the psychology okay, versus, I the continuous, versus the continuing to say that it's available, if that makes sense. Okay. So, so basically it sounds to me that you've come across people and you didn't vet them. So what I tell my uh, potential clients that I work with, if I show them everything I've done, I show them everything I have in terms of what I've done to build business credibility so that they'll understand that I can help you get to where you need to be because of what I have. One of the young ladies I've worked with, uh, T, that's on this call, when I spoke with her, she knew exactly my credibility through my experience. I shared with her that she knew was credible. Just like when you hire a realtor or you hire an investor, you see how many properties they have before they give you the, the blueprint. It's because everyone knows how to talk a good game. And how do you vet that out? Is you ask them, I need to see receipts. So through that, that's how I show my credibility. If someone wants to work with me, I'll give them testimonies of people I've worked with. Talk to them. I'll show you lines of credit, things that I've done. I'll show you my profile of my my business profile. So you can see if if I did this, I don't have to manipulate you into my credibility. It speaks for itself. So I hope that helps. Um, you can't help me be a millionaire if you're not a millionaire. That's my mindset. I don't want to hear theory. I don't want to hear what you what you what you read in a book. I want to see it. If I want to make eight figures, show me you did it. If you can't show me you did it, then I'm not interested. You can't take me where you haven't been. That's my philosophy. Do, do you so feel it's, good? About, uh, I'm sorry. Do you do you feel mm-hmm. good about? the mastermind that we have as far as those people being. Oh my God. Let me tell you guys, Montoya's mastermind. I love sitting back, soaking up all of the resources in that mastermind. He has some incredible business owners and entrepreneurs on there. I just sit back and keep my mouth closed. There's so much awesomeness in there. And I, you know, so yeah, it's, it's to invest in the masterminds or to be among people who are doing things who you can learn from their mistakes. That's so important, too. There's no amount of money that's too high for me to sit amongst greatness when I am trying to elevate to another level. I'll go a week not 
purchasing something goodies for myself to invest in a mastermind amongst greatness because there's going to be some opportunity that they tell me about that I won't find elsewhere. So I'll invest in that. I won't invest in uh, what's a, a, a Gucci bag, you know. <laughs> I'll invest in the mastermind or in Montoya's group, greatness in that group. I love to be in that mastermind group, which is easily $1,000 per mastermind if he, if, if, <laughs> if he priced it. It's gems that are priceless. I'm telling yeah, you, dollars. Our mastermind members are flying across the country helping each other, like straight up. They're, these these are right. real testimonies. I mean, uh, we just had um, the brother, you know, the, I brought the elder brother on the last mastermind, and he's linking up with the Nigerians for, um, you know, um, that's just his story, um, you know, for some billion-dollar port deal in Texas or uh, whatever. You remember he was just sharing that, you know, the the beauty of having access to people like him. He's a retired commercial real estate broker and they need his info because they're in Nigeria and they need someone who can navigate um, help them navigate America. He spent 60 years building structural steel buildings and he's the consultant for them of, you know, for a billion dollar port deal in Texas. Like that's the access that we have. And I say to my brother, Kazimde, as much as I value our friendship, you know, I value, this is the group that's put together a virtual nationwide neighborhood where we can do exactly what we're talking about now. We actually got a caller that wants to get in. I do have to go to the break, so caller, if you will, uh, bear with me through this break, and we'll get to the caller coming out of the break. We'll be right back. And my player, I have to run. Okay, you got to go as well. All right, thank you so much for your time, King. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Pete. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases, and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Do you need marketing designed specifically to compete in today's digital age? Well, look no further than Edge Digital Business Solutions, a marketing agency that's well-equipped to provide solutions to the challenges faced by businesses looking to acquire and retain customers in today's ultra-competitive marketing world. Whether it's video creation, website or logo design, mobile app development, social media and email marketing, or e-commerce design and development, Edge Digital Business Solutions has the answer. Visit them at emoregedbs.com. That's E-M-O-R-E-J-D-B-S dot com. Or call 864-221-3632. That's 864-221-3632. Emoreds Digital Business Solutions. We're the solution to your marketing challenges.
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshun Ojo. Speaking of our mastermind and Emorich Digital Business Solutions, I'm linking them up with one of our members to get into their tech space for their organization, Society of Black Agents. We are a virtual nationwide neighborhood and that's our mission for African-Americans to learn to trade ideas, goods, and services. That's what being a part of this community club is. Uh, we actually have a caller that wants to get in on the conversation. Area code 678-LAST3097. Give us your name and give us your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hey, what's going on, Montoya? How you doing? How you doing, Kay? Uh, this is Clive. Uh, just wanted to say we're talking about professionalism, right? In the in the in the communities, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. All right. So one of the things is uh, the last call was talking about the mastermind, um, and I just always like to say that business is first thing is business is a craft, right? Whatever product you're selling, whatever service you're offering, that in itself you're good at that, but the business part is a craft, right? And with that business part of the craft we start understanding that we have to, we say, okay, we know how to, we can do the work or we can deliver the product, but everything around it, the customer experience, the customer, the customer service, which is just responding to, I have two different things, customer service, which is somebody calls in and complains, something happens, you respond to it. But the customer experience, how do you make them feel when they buy your product? How do they feel after you buy that product? And we have to study those things as business owners on how we make our customers feel that they very, that they enjoy or they have a feeling, whatever feeling we want them to walk away with. When people buy a Gucci bag or a Fendi bag or, or they get a good car detail or they go to a certain restaurant, it's not the food or it's not just the bag itself. It's the feeling that it invokes with it. And if we can understand the craft of business, I believe that's where the professionalism comes in, that when people see your business, hear about your business, right, when they hear about the reputation, they see your business, you're coming in, everything is on, you know, we have to keep working up to that, getting better every day. And then when they experience your business, actually buying the product or going through the service, that we get better and always trying to work on that and dial that in. No, I love those thoughts. Oshu um, and Lisa, any thoughts about what this brother was bringing to the table? I totally agree with the young man. I do. Good, good, Jim. Huh? Oh, sure. Any thoughts as, as well? Thank you, Clive, for that thought, brother. Anybody that wants to get in, I see other callers out there. Uh, press one. Y'all can get in as well. But thank you for that three cents, brother. Uh, uh, matter of fact, are you coming out today? We got, I'm about to highlight it on the next uh, segment, the Mr. Dollar Live Experience and Fun Day. Just wondering, are we going to get a chance to see you today? Because I know you're in the Atlanta area. What, where, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know, I didn't know something was going on. Send me the text so I can see, and then I may be able to get I out there. I'll send it to you. I'll send it again. I ain't going to send it. You said you, you said okay when I send it to you. I, I oh, yeah, 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 I'm coming. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me, because I'll be having yeah, a thousand one thing. I, I ain't professional. You must, I'll call you out on my show. <laughs> I'm being R not right now. Black business is professional or not, and right now I'm being R not. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give you the, I'm going to give you an example of reminders, right? Where, so we, you know, we, I always tell you I do automation services, 
And one of the things is because people forget they don't have it on their calendar, so we, we actually have it where they can do two things. One is add everything to your calendar. Two is if people have signed up for whatever it is, is to make sure that we're giving them a reminder, hey, today's the day of the event. Hey, the event's going to happen one, one hour from now because people forget. People forget these things are going on, so we make sure if they want to be reminded, if that's something that they say, hey, you, I would love to be notified and reminded of that this is going to happen, so we put the automation equ- sequences in there so we can remind everybody of what's going on. Oh, sure. You see how he checked me? I tried to check him, and now he was like, well, if you were more professional and you had automation like we offer, well, you wouldn't be checking me on your show. So, all right, you got me back, Paul. I'll take that. I'll take that. I tried to get you, and you got me. See? That's how I go sometimes. Hey, you got to get in the phone call that that um, black businesses are sometimes behind the ball with technology and, and utilizing technology. So um, I'm going to agree with her on that. I need you to get get it together. All right, I accept that. That's the cloud actually helps people do exactly what he's talking about. By the way, I'll throw that out. But you need to be okay. connected and become a part of our community too, and you would know this already. Do you see how I'm challenging everybody, Lisa, to be a, a member he's like you are? Me. I'm challenging everybody. I got to come be a know, member. You know, they try to get all the information, but they don't want to be a part of the community. I'm challenging y'all because we got the, we got the right people. I bring. I didn't just find Lisa. Lisa does the work. I vet my people, and I'm like, okay, come do what we come help us help some of our people. You know, get what you need, because that's what we are. We're a virtual nationwide neighborhood. All right, Clive, thanks okay. for talking. All right, thank you, man. Please. Can I say something really fast? Yeah, please do. So I just want to say this, and I'm not uh, one to try to sell anything. That's not my thing. Um, but I would really encourage. I don't know how you do your membership, Montoya. But if you are an entrepreneur, business owner, you're thinking about starting a business, I would definitely invest in Montoya's mastermind. I don't know if it's open. I have no idea. But when I tell you guys, investing and learning all of the moving parts about business and networking with the right people is so priceless. Honestly, it is. And I would really suggest you guys getting in contact with Montoya. His masterminds, I love. I mean, I just sit in the group and I learn stuff because I, I think I'm a know-it-all. I know I'm exaggerating. But when I tell you he has some awesome people that I've connected with that actually invited me to different masterminds that I had no idea. So just being in the right environment with the right people will, I mean, money comes to you when you're in that environment with the right people. So I just had to say that, Montoya, because I love your masterminds. Like the last one you just had was so awesome. I just love to sit amongst great black people that are doing the game who can throw nuggets and mistakes that they made to help me avoid those mistakes. So I would just like to say you guys, Join his mastermind. I don't know how you do it, Montoya, yeah, or his membership. It's so worth it. It's so, so worth it. I'm telling you guys. I just love it. And I love his T-shirts, the mental dialogue. All I <laughs> ask is you think. So true. So that's all I have to say. It is so no, worth it, guys. Knowledge. Yes. Yeah, so I just want to say knowledge being applied is priceless. I'm telling you guys, it's so priceless. So in invest in yourself and invest in Montoya's mastermind group. It's so worth it, guys. That's all I want to say. Yeah. 
No, nah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And let me say this because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, ha- you know, I didn't know it was going to come up, but it was just it's necessary to understand for the information that Lisa's given this game today. It's it's being connected to people who actually been through the fire and can, like she said, show their results. That's who you trust to go forward. I have always been diligent about the entire community club. There's different levels, just to highlight this very quickly. If you go to mentaldialogue.com, you can be a supporter at the gold level. Um, If you are in business, you want to join at least at the platinum or black level where you have access to the masterminds. The black level is access to all of the masterminds. The platinum level is is access to half of them. Um, The gold level, uh, again, we are a virtual neighborhood where you can get whatever you need. And so we literally do business with each other like we live next to each other throughout the nation. Uh, Or we make live connections on the air. I mean, I got too many examples of, I used to say this when I first started Middle Dialogue. I used to say this in the very beginning. I started in the barbershop, and I used to say, I would go into the barbershop, and I would say, um, and I didn't call it a community club at the time. I was trying to figure out exactly what it was, but I was trying to have these dynamic conversations so we could get past the talking into the solutions. But I would go into those barbershops, and I would say, in this room, I says, and I would, this was how I would start. I would say, for if you've been a part of conversations, where as a community, where we've said we need to be doing this, and, and we don't need to be doing that, and I would say, well, in this room, we're actually going to go do that, and we're not going to go do that. And and it was to get to the actual action. But I've always said we need to take a step back and understand the psychology for why we see the results that we do. Hence, mental dialogue. So there's levels. Obviously, today's show is, in a sense, for the entrepreneurs. I keep highlighting because I I never want to come off incorrect what Terry Simmons always says. This is a unique skill set. Despite everybody saying all of us need to have businesses, that's not a reality for no race, no culture in this country, specifically in America the most capitalistic, uh, wide-open market in the world. 11% of our population is full-time entrepreneurs, and that goes to 16% when you include part-time entrepreneurs like myself. I don't know if I have the skill set for even the mastermind members I have to be a full-time entrepreneur to that degree, but I have no excuse because I can learn from Lisa. You know, I, can, I have no excuse if I want to get that skill set because what you're seeing online and when we start talking about black businesses and we need to own our businesses, while all of that is true, we do sometimes say it from a romanticized standpoint, and we mistakenly tell people that we all need to own businesses and we can all go into business. No, you can all be a owner of something. You shouldn't all go into business. When we tell you 80% are done in five years, that's no matter race, ethnic group, or color. 80% are done. It's a unique skill set to be a true business owner with employees. So even when I bring in Elisa, it's for the people who have that skill set. For the rest of us, we do need to be owners. Don't listen to the rhetoric of we all need to have businesses. Osho, any thoughts about what I just said? Um, yeah, just circling back to um, the the thought that I had was, the next thought that I had was, okay, we talked about, um, but like you said, what to do, what not to do, how do people get access to these resources um, that, you know, are so abundant? They're out there, but people don't know how to access those resources. So we talked about um, your masterminds group. That's definitely um, um, a conduit to a lot of that knowledge. What other resources are there out there for people 
um, to access to be able to, you know, um, gain that kind of knowledge from, from those sort of people who have that kind of experience. And if you don't mind, Montoya, I do want to do a quick name drop because there's a sister that I know who owns a thriving business in um, Houston called Quench. It is an IV. Um, they do um, uh, IV, uh, it's, they're, they're like an IV studio, right? They do IV therapy and iron infusions and things like that. And she was holding on to be able to talk, but she had to drop because she had to go to work. But um, she wanted for me um, to share the information that um, there's a few resources that she uses for her business. And recently, actually, her business franchised. So she's doing that well that she was able to franchise her business. Um, She said SCORE and um, the SBBC are free resources for business owners to get mentorship in all aspects of business. It's it's sponsored by the U.S. Small Business Administration, and um, it will help you with a plan for marketing, payroll, professionalism, um, how to properly start the business, writing a business plan, and and things like that. So I want to put those out there, SCORE and SBDC. Um, And then I want to also ask Lisa, what other resources do you suggest for people? So those are good resources, but my way of of what I would suggest is honestly um, learning from another business owner that is successful and doing it online, investing in that education. You can either do it the slow way, actually do it the way that you invest, and a person can show you the game and show you the process. But it is very important to use resources like SCORE, and you could, you know, SBDC, which I'm not familiar. You can learn. But what I did is I invested in someone showing me because initially I didn't want to invest. I didn't want to take the money to invest. So I tried to do it my way. And then when I finally invested, it took me two years. And I'm like, really, Lisa? So I made sacrifices from not purchasing things that I wanted to investing in the right person that I vetted through testimonies to make sure that my money will go on the proper channel, and I invested in that. And once you invest in that, but if you're talking about free resources, yes, you can go online. Um, The SBA gives good resources. Um, Just doing research and reading. There's no shortcut, but I would suggest if you can sacrifice, invest in those processes or those people that have done the business. And for the record, I wouldn't focus so much on a business plan at first. I would focus on how a business runs and processes and infrastructure that you need to put in place to make it work. No, absolutely. We're up against the last break here, and I got a sister I need to highlight coming out of this break. Um, hopefully she's on the line. Let me check. She, yep, she's out there. All right, Ziggy, we're coming to you out of this break. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. I don't like money. Like money. Don't like money. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. 
If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Definitely excited that we can have this conversation tonight to help. Um... Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Oshun Ojo. This morning's discussion question, black businesses, professional or not, a special guest on the line with us now is Lisa Dudley. Before we get back to our discussion, I have this wonderful sister, Ziggy, from Jazz in the Alley. We're going to be supporting this sister, but I'm going to let her tell you all about it if you're in the Atlanta area. As I just briefly mentioned today is our Mental Dialogue Live Experience and Fun Day, and included in our Fun Day is a nightcap with this sister here. Thank you, Ziggy, for being on the line with us. Um, if you will, I know you're getting ready for your busy day. Say hello to our intellectual outcasts, as I now call my listeners, and let them know about what you got going on okay. if, if they're in the Atlanta, Atlanta area uh, today. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. Thank you, Montoya, for having me, and thank you to Mental Dialogue as well. As Montoya mentioned, my name is Ziggy, and I am the creator and and event director for Jazz in the Alley. Um, Jazz in the Alley is a free live outdoor jazz concert series that takes place in downtown historic Narcos. So our series kicks off today, tonight, in downtown historic Norcross from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. in the Betty Malden Park area. And that address is 65 Lawrenceville Street, Norcross, Georgia, 371. You can also follow me on social media at Jazz in the Alley. Or you can go to the website for more information. And the website address is com. Like I said, it's free. Bring your portable chairs and your coolers. We will have food vendors and food trucks and an alcoholic beverage vendor there as well. Please come, come, come. It's a great environment, great atmosphere. Uh, It's an event for all ages and for all ethnicities, all cultures. And I would love to see you there tonight if you're able to make it. Thank you, Queen. We'll see you tonight. We're coming on strong for the first one for the summer. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the series last year. She's kicking it back off this year. She's been doing it for a number of years. But um, thank you so much, Queen. We'll see you tonight. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to give Mental Dialogue a shout-out. So when I say your name, I need for all of y'all to scream, okay? <laughs> oh, we got you, Queen. Thank you for coming on today. All right. See you soon. Thank you. Right. Sounds good. And highlighting today is our Mental Dialogue Live Experience and Fun Day. Uh, That's our first big event of the year. Uh, Now that we're outside again, we're going to start having our monthly Mental Dialogue Live Experience. So today is kind of a a fun day to start the summer off. We're going to be uh, meeting at I Love Bowling at 1 p.m. 
to have a bowl office real soon, the best bowler in the group. We're linking up with Society of Black Agents to um, have our fun day from 1 to 3. And then from 3.30 to 5.30, uh, we will be having the Mental Dialogue Live experience and featuring Ashley Thomas from Making Money Matters as well as Dr. Katrina Pittman, uh, psychotherapist. Our first discussion will be how to financially secure your family once you pass, if you will. And then we will also do a life assessment discussion with our psychotherapist so that people can come become aware of maybe some areas where they have some imbalance and what that looks like and how therapy may help, um, which highlights a couple of other events that we do online uh, um, as well. So if you're in the Atlanta area, please join us for our events. And our nightcap will be at Historic Downtown Lower Cross for Jazz in the Alley, the queen you just heard, Ziggy Bone, and we love to support her. Back to this morning's discussion question. Black business profession, businesses, professional or not, um, I, I was going to try to highlight on the um, show, um, on the advertising, I was going to get into some of my personal situations I've had here recently, again, being a long-time advocate. Won't really have a, long, a lot of time to dig into it, but I still just wanted to highlight them because, again, I highlighted that I wanted to do this show because as someone who intentionally, as Lisa highlighted at the beginning of the show, who intentionally shops with us, I have a Buying Black Manifesto that kind of, in my opinion, lays out practical ways in which you can support our businesses. Again, in in the Atlantis of the area, the DCs of the countries and things of that nature, we have a luxury in that there are a lot of African-American businesses. You're going to have great experiences and some poor experiences. The unfortunate reality of places like where I'm from, a small town in South Carolina, honey, a past South Carolina, which I'm still proud to say I'm from that three-stop light town. The reality is there's not a lot of times uh, opportunity to, to shop with a lot of people in a sense who look like us. So while, again, while we can romanticize the idea of buying black and suggesting that's all we need to do with things of that nature, sometimes when we're in places like Atlanta, we forget that that's not always the opportunity for our brothers and sisters who are, are in places where there are not as many African Americans. For one, and so the Buying Black Manifesto is a way to to kind of be practical, even for those brothers and sisters who may not be in a place. You still can be intentional. And one of the pieces of advice that we give is try to increase your uh, black business spending to five uh, by 5% to where if you're spending 100% of your money throughout, in a sense, with others, if you will, if you could change that to 5% us or, nine, or, or, or 10% us, that actually would make a difference. When we romanticize the conversation, people will say, oh, yeah, we need to do like these other cultures and, 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 and spend all the money inside their culture. When you really get down to the practicality of business, that's not happening like we think it's happening. It's kind of romanticized and it's not reality. So practicality is, in some places, even getting to 5% would take some intentionality. The other asset of the other aspect of having that type of intentionality, your children will notice your intentionality. And for those who have the unique skill set to be in business, who may event a solution to a problem that they see, well, they'll if they see your intentionality of doing it inside the home, they can also create solutions for our own community. If you're never intentional about doing it, sometimes we will miss some of our skillful entrepreneurs of the next generation not seeing a demand for products for our community. I hope what I just walked through makes sense, but it's really from cradle 
to grave on what the process actually looks like. We do need to be more intentional, but I do disparage against the idea of everybody can own a business. I do disparage against the idea that all we need to do is buy black when that's not a reality based on where you may geographically live. However, the Buy Black Manifesto gives practical solutions. That's just one of them. There are other points in it as well. Uh, but again, I know I said a lot there. But Lisa, you are our special guest for Queenie. Um, if you could give us some of your final thoughts and how people can contact you and get access to your wonderful business classes. I know you have free material on YouTube. I will say soak up her free stuff, but pay her for her service if you know you need her. Go ahead, Queenie. Thank you so much for being on this morning. Yes, thank you, Monfighting Me. It's always awesome. You have some great people around you, and I'm just happy to be around you and soak in all of your greatness with the folks that you invite to your podcast as well as your mastermind. So, you guys, you can find me. I have a YouTube, and my Instagram is biz, B-I-Z-N-E-Z-Z, Business Academy. Um, also, uh, the IG is Business Academy, B-I-Z-N-E-Z-Z. You guys, I have a free eight-step checklist that's free you, that you should download, and this will help you structure your business to build business credit. If you have any questions, any suggestions, or any topics that you would like me to ever cover, follow my YouTube. You can reach out to me. Just let me know. But the checklist will help you set up the structure of your business so that you can start to build business credit. Thanks, Montoya. No, you are wonderful. Thank you so much. And, Oshun, just for future reference, let your listeners know they have to press 1 because I have people who listen just via the phone. So I didn't realize she was actually trying to get on. I would have definitely um, got your friend on just for future reference. I know I try to say it throughout the show, but I do get it. People are not used to having to press a number to get on the line. So I do get it. But I just wanted to say for future reference, I hate I missed your friend. Um, But, yeah, Queen, um, any thoughts from you? Thank you for, you you know, really being a part of this conversation. I know you want it to be. I hope, as usual, Our shows typically don't go how you might expect based on the title of the show because I think we went a little more in-depth and got to some of the aspects of what we actually need versus it just being a back and forth about how good or bad our businesses are. And I know you know know better. You don't come to that with with a bad expectation, but I think we still typically surprise people with where we go with these conversations. Your thoughts, please. Yeah, it was a wonderful conversation. I'm so excited about being here. Um, I will definitely, definitely be reaching out to um, Sister Lisa and her uh, Business Academy um, uh, platform. Um, Yeah, you know how I am about black people. I get really defensive and I'm reactionary, I will admit it, when it comes to anything regarding black people. So, um, yeah, initially. But I I do know from experience from being on the show and engaging with you and knowing all the things that you're involved in that it would be solutions-oriented. So I expected that, and 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 you came through as usual. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. And if I could really highlight, I know you're going to reach out anyway, uh, but granted that you know that your husband is looking to advance himself, I definitely know some people that he probably will want to, you know, connect with. So I'll even mention to you, again, I know you are a queen of intellect member because I asked you to be one, but consider, you know, being a part of the club because, again, we it's, it's, it's here regardless. But you can imagine, you know, part of my, my, my well is let's build this virtual neighborhood. Let's actually be, you know, support it so it can grow as well. So I would just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect you regardless. Uh, but, you know, I would love to talk to you about, 
you know, you know, maybe get membership as well, just again, so we can grow this platform. But thank you so much, Queen, um, for, you know, for being available and helping me do this. Thank you, Lisa. Both of y'all were wonderful. Uh, thanks to Kazimde, uh, Black Dot Cultural Center owner who had to leave in the first hour. Thank you to all the intellectual outcasts. I hope y'all like y'all new name. Uh, we probably will be getting, uh, I'll be working with the brother to get some t-shirts uh, with that on it as well, in addition to the All I Ask is That You Think. So thank y'all so much. See y'all next Saturday. If you're in Atlanta, hopefully we'll see y'all at our bowling, Mental Dialogue Live Experience, or Jazz in the Alley for our Mental Dialogue and Fun Day. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.